0: sit down sit down sit down sit down my wife will play later sit down sit down right now the holy ghost is literally dispersing stuff that's come against you personally has come against your family and some of your finances but the lord of glory has come in here with an entire atmosphere. I told you last week that God was going to loose atmospheres. I didn't know the detail of it until two days ago when God spoke to me and he said I'm not just loosing an atmosphere. I am literally losing multiple atmospheres that are going to go home with them. It's not just what I'm loosing in the church. I'm going to loose it on their jobs. I'm going to loose it in their houses. I'm going to loose it in their finances. I'm going to loose it in their families. I'm going to loose it in their personal lives. I'm going to loose it. That way wherever they walk there is an effect. <laughs> the number 3,000 came to me. I said the number 3,000 came to me in relation to amount of people Are you hearing me yet? The number 3,000 came to me. You're not anywhere near what God sees you as. I see triple. You ain't hearing me. I don't just throw out numbers. I see triple. And the only way that's going to happen is by an atmosphere shift. When there was an atmosphere shift at Azusa, it caused multiplication a mile away. They came off a train station when they landed on the top of that train station landing place. They fell out talking in tongues filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost a mile away from where they were having church because the atmosphere had so been affected that it caused people to begin to feel it an entire mile away it changes today today what has been a pathway of sorrow in your past changes today today joy starts filling in the spots that are blank spots I saw blank little spots around your internal parts where you've tried to do the best that you could just to survive you are skipping from the survival dimension to the multiplication dimension God is going to cause joy to be second nature to you that the spirit of joy will now carry you and so when you approach God no longer approach him with your suffering but approach him with your joy and the joy of the Lord shall become your strength where are you where is that little skinny thing that was jumping all over the place come here you I saw you doubling over a little while ago and I looked over at you he said tell her well she doesn't understand she's not just in the spirit every time I cause that to happen to her tell her this is what the Lord said every time you step into that dimension you're birthing things in the spirit it is no longer for you to think that you're in warfare you stepped into productivity so when God begins to move on you understand the birthing amen of the Lord by the spirit where things are born by nature of heaven begin to produce out of you because of your desire to become transparent I shall cause to come forth from you those things out of heaven and if you will remain transparent I will continue to multiply You hear me when I tell you the devil has no option in this house. He has no tenure in this house. He has no grip in this house. So everything that hell has tried to throw in your faith right now the Lord is sending you the proprietary components to crush his head just like it says in the word. I want you to understand why this is working. Say why. Perpetual question of humanity. But here's the answer to the why. Dwelling in this atmosphere creates an environment that invites angels and not devils. I said when you get this atmosphere working in your house, Listen, I'm a musician. We love music. We play music. We've recorded 11 albums, okay? But I don't have to have music to have a visitation from heaven. Don't make music your dependency. Make it your embellishment. In other words, the presence of the Lord is here. I'll play music. Don't be like Saul. I got to have music to kick out devils. That's when you don't have altars. That's when you don't have a relationship. That's why Saul needed that. Why? Because people without relationships need music. They have to have it to exist. Boy, you got quiet quick. Was it something I said? I didn't mean to damper you. I didn't damper the spirit. God, God has lived without music in heaven for a long time. Wasn't Lucifer the choir angel? Choir director? Well, he hadn't been there for a while. So apparently God's not had music for a while in heaven. He's done just fine. (laughs) I never thought of it either. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you don't depend on what moves on your emotional state. Because the emotional state is the weakest state. (laughs) The will state is the strongest state. That's where the brain's at. That's why we don't get a will when we get to heaven. There's only one will in heaven, and it's his. That's why thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth. Why? Because his will is the only will. Lucifer said, I want a will. He said, no, there's only one of us, and it's me. Get out. And he kicked him out. Why? Because he tried to be like God. That's why your will won't go to heaven. Your spirit will. Your soul will. Your soul, your will's not going. That's why you have to start crucifying your will now. Some of you don't like that because you're stubborn. You got a strong will. I understand that. I'm a strong will person too. But I have to cast my will before his throne. Why? Because there is one time God will crush your will. One time. Judgment. Some people will not want to go to hell and they're going to go to hell. And he'll have crossed their will. I never even thought of that before. I was praying for, for a young lady and I was, had my hand on her. I said, God, God, you never, you never cross anybody's will. He said, I will. I said, no, you won't. <laughs> he said, yes, I will. I said, okay, you will. Explain, please. I need to understand. He said, in judgment, there will be many people that will say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. And he'll say to them, depart from me. And I thought, oh, my God. Yes, you will cross people's will at day of judgment. I'm, I'm, I'm working and praying and, and going through classes. <laughs> Amen. So we can make it right. That's the goal. Well, you need to do more than make it. You need to allow what's in this atmosphere to attach itself to you. How do you do that? Okay, put that first scripture up on the screen. Would you do that? It's where the psalmist is talking about unity. Okay, everybody say unity. When you come into unity of the spirit, do you know what happens? Anything that's possible can happen. Why? Because at unity, there are no demons there. At unity, there is no supernatural dark oppression against you. At unity, there is no confusion. At unity, why? Because you're one with who? Him that's why when you get to the dimension of unity all things become possible that's why it was the greatest message for israel coming out of egypt O israel the lord our god is one that's right because why when you get into the oneness of god that's where the greatest miracles happen Brother, Brother Reeves was an elder of mine. He told me one time, he said, when I preach on the oneness of God is when the most miracles happen. I thought, what? I thought it would be faith. I thought it would be, you know, other things. He said, no, no, when I preach on the oneness of God. So I began to study. Why is it the oneness of God? Because out of the oneness of God, watch what happens in unity. I don't know if you can post it on these screens, but watch what he says. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to, what does the word say? dwell the word is not visit the word is dwell here's the problem we have with unity we know how to visit it but we're not sure how to dwell in it dwelling is a different thing why the longer you stay the more you get So when you get into the divine operation of unity, the longer you stay, one of the greatest experiences I ever had in the dimensions, amen, of unity was when I started trying to exercise this principle. One of the churches I was was actually there in Pearland, Texas, where your dad pastors, says, Brother Gurley. And I began to, God said, just explore. I want you to, I mean, there was probably, I don't know, four, five, six, seven hundred people there in the congregation. I sent them all back to their seats. That's kind of risky, but, but he said, just sit down and just tell people, just dwell, just hang out, hang out in the atmosphere and watch what happens. Waves started coming over that congregation. You know, the multivers used to talk about just wanting to stay in the glory. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about dwelling. When you tap into that dimension of unity, why? Because when you get into unity with God, your prayer requests change. Matter of fact, you really leave the request dimension and you enter the adoration dimension. You enter the worship dimension. And worship is different than praise. Absolutely different than praise. Because there's nobody on your mind except him and so we we went into that for a little while i don't know i could have been 20 30 minutes i wasn't keeping track of time and something hit me i looked up in the ceiling opened and i saw what looked like joint raindrops and i thought that that's not raindrops though that's different what is that god and so i looked a little closer and I could see what looked like, do you remember as a kid, those little uh, microscopes and they had all those little things moving around in that little piece of glass and they were cells. Remember that? And they'd mo- they looked just like cells. And I thought, those look like cells. I said, God, it looks like it's raining cells. The Lord said, I am raining cells. I went, you're raining cells? What? He said, I want you to tell the people that I am reigning cells and I am going to refresh their cell base. Well, if you do a study of cells, there's about 100 million cells in the body. I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't know if you were there. You were. And it literally, when I said that, people began to worship all over. What, What I did not know was there was a woman in the congregation. My God in heaven, an angel just walked in this house. And I'm telling you, he's right behind me. I got chill bumps on chill bumps right now. And I'm telling you, something's about to break in your situation at your house. Because you're not just going home with a message. You're going home with an atmosphere. I'm telling you, angels are about to attach themselves to your houses. That's why you have to take care of what's at your house. Jesus. Somebody just say, Jesus. I don't worship angels. I entertain angels. That's what the Bible says to do. Entertain angels in all ears. It doesn't say to rebuke devils that much, really. There's not really a lot of scripture for doing that. So you got quiet because that's what we've been taught for so many years in many churches. But really, that's not even really the focus of heaven. Heaven's not worried about Hell. Heaven's consumed with heaven. Does that make sense? It's supposed to. We're not supposed to be wasting our time rebuking devils. That's a waste of time. It doesn't take long to get rid of a devil. Just we made it long. That's why you can sing a song about rebuking the devil or stepping on the devil or stomp, 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 stomp on the devil. (laughs) And everybody goes, ah. Why? We got accustomed to it. You know, I've tested congregations. I've given you the grace not to test you, okay? (laughs) So just be grateful. (laughs) Because normally what I'll do is I'll tell about somebody demon-possessed, and everybody will respond when God delivered them and they got set free. Everybody responds, and then I turn right around behind that, and I tell a story of an angelic visitation to see what Pentecostals are going to bump, say, well, I'm not sure. You know why that is? Because we're so accustomed to hearing the other stories. And we're not accustomed like Rhoda who said, it's Peter at the door. They said, oh, no, it's his angel. They were accustomed. Why? Because they entertained them. Well, why don't we entertain more? Because what's in our home doesn't entertain them. So you'll entertain angels one way or the other, either the ones up there or the fallen ones. So here's the question. What angels do you entertain at your house? Is that all right? I'm trying to help you that way when this dimension goes with you. It doesn't stop at your front door because it doesn't have space to go in. We need to entertain with the atmosphere we carry what God's trying to send to our houses and we'll spend a whole lot less time dealing with devils and a whole lot more time dealing with heaven. If you study the progression, it's interesting from in in the New Testament and the epistles all the way through, you actually start from seated in heavenly places and you go, you keep rising as you study the, the, the concept of heavenly and you go all the way until you get to the heavenly Jerusalem. It's an interesting study because the entire progression of things are upward, not downward. And I thought, God, he said, I'm trying to introduce you because we're almost going home. We're almost leaving in the rapture. So I'm trying to introduce you to the way things are in my kingdom all the time. So instead of you dealing downward, I'm trying to get you to deal upward. I mean, I even picked up something from the animal world when we went to the aquarium. Beautiful aquarium. Incredible. But I thought, wow, how interesting. They spend so many hours trying to train animals and build a relationship with them. Their, their relationship building is actually downward. And think about how they get your attention to have sympathy toward an animal. They entertain you First it's true you know it's true they do it in every world we've been to disney world disneyland blah 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 it goes on whether it's stuffed puppets or (laughs) or real life animals what do they do they touch your emotional state to try to get you to buy in because once you buy in with your emotional state then they'll get you into your mental state then they'll get into your pocketbook then they'll get you to to be one of them and what's the relationship it's downward why because the we're made a little lower than the Angels, just a little lower. What's made a little lower than us? Animals. Well, I got your attention right now. (laughs) And I got your brain going. See, God's trying to build our relationship this direction when the world is trying to build our relationship this direction. Why? Because if the devil can't attack you spirit to spirit, what will he use next? The next dimension down. What's that? Flesh. If he can't get you with flesh, what's the next dimension down? Pigs. Let us go into the pigs, Jesus, and we'll jump off the cliff into the water. Remember that? Luke chapter 8, where the pigs, amen, got filled with the demons that got kicked out of the men. Why? They couldn't go a dimension up. They had to go a dimension down. Why? Hell can never go a dimension up. It can only go a dimension down. That's why when you get in the Spirit, you're separating yourself from the things of hell. Why? Because you're going up while it's going down. Clap your hands again. I'll, I'll stop right there in that, that component. But I'm trying to communicate something to you. Why? Because God's trying to say, hey, dwell in heavenly places. Dwell in places where my spirit's moving. As you begin to dwell there, I'll begin to cut off stuff. I'll begin to take stuff off of your frame, stuff off of your family, stuff off of your lineage, stuff off of your genealogy. I'll begin to literally. So, I didn't forget. So a sister comes up to me after service, because see, there's 100 million cells approximately in your body. That, that creates. That's why they call them heart cells, brain cells. They're compartmentalized into groups. So when I pray for you in just a moment, I'm not going to pray for your disease. I'm going to pray for your cell base, because if God heals your cell base, whatever's in that group will be healed. That's why free radicals are so dangerous. Why? Because free radicals disconnect from a group and they have something wrong with them and then they try to attach themselves to another group. That's how disease spreads. Free radicals. That's why you can't be a free radical in the church. you got to be connected to a ministry. you got to have somebody over you. you got to have a pastor. You can't just have a ministry by yourself. That's a free radical. If you're a free radical, you're dangerous to the body, actually, just to help you a little bit If that's possible and, and, But watch what happens here So I get done I'm leaving for the office A lady stops me She says Brother Hernandez I can't believe you said that What? About the the, the the cells raining Out of the sky I said yeah That was strange I never had that happen She said What you don't know is 30 seconds before you said it I've had two open heart surgeries I don't even know who the woman was She I've had two open heart surgeries I'm scheduled for a third And I said God I can't take another open heart surgery God She said i've got to have a miracle she said what i really need god is i need you to give me new cells that's when God opened my eyes and I saw all these cells falling into the building the reason I tell you that is I'm feeling the same atmosphere inside of this atmosphere right now in this service I want you to throw your hands in the air throw your hands in the air just begin to worship God with your voice Lord by the authority of the word of God oh God in the dimension that you have loosed in this atmosphere today I pray God every group of cells in this place God bring a visit from heaven Lord, upon every cell base in the building oh God where the creative motion of the Lord begins to fluctuate and begins to flow in the name of Jesus Christ I pray God every group every group in the organs every group in the blood every group in the white blood cells and the red blood cells and the cells that make a up the bones and the cells that make up the nervous system and the cells that make up the components of the skin I pray refreshing in the name of the Lord Jesus somebody just lift up a voice that's it, somebody just lift up a voice don't look for a feeling or sensation just receive what's coming into your cell base na 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 ma na 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 ma down to the core of the base Lord of every cell I pray a regeneration by the word and by the spirit and by the name Jesus and by the blood of the lamb in the name of Jesus Christ mm. See, this atmosphere doesn't just exist at church. It wants to exist at your house. How good would it be if we could dwell together in unity? Do you realize if we stay in unity, that when we go to our houses, we'll actually still be connected? Let me let me explain it this way, old-fashioned way. There's a little old lady. This is old school church. And I love old school. If you don't like old school, phooey on you. We come from old school. And we love old school. I like that old stomping. Get me get you, you almost got me started. I thought, no, Lord, I better not do that. Brown about to go black in a minute, and you you better look out. <laughs> Don't be doing me that way. I lived on the east side of San Jose. I know what I'm talking about. We got edumacated on that side of town. <laughs> but let me explain it to you this way. Great story. Little old Gracie, just a good old saint in the church, but connected. Connected to the unity dimension. Washing her dishes. She's in the middle of washing her dishes. And the Lord speaks to her and says, run to the phone and call John now. Don't even dry your hands. Don't turn the water off. No, no, no. Run to the phone now. That's the problem. We, we go to church, we get joy, but then we go home and get entertained. What God's trying to get us to do is stay long enough to both get joy and get entertained. By his spirit, that way we're not tempted to be entertained after we've opened our spirits and leave this sanctum, and then we have a desire to still be entertained. There's a reason for that. And I'm not saying it's evil, I'm saying we've made a trade. We've got accustomed to leaving here. And then being entertained out there. That's why you can be in a great church service, go home, watch a football game. You're entertained. I'm not against football. It's fine. But here's the test for you. Third quarter. Fourth quarter. Make it better. You're about to lose by two points. Field goal's coming up. God says, turn it off. Can you? Can you? even hear clear enough for God to say, turn it off? that's the problem we have we're entertained right that's why we can't turn it off God tested me before he had me say it I said yes sir I lost my desire I used to be consumed with that he didn't know that part that's why I don't care about you Falcons losing to New England (laughs) I'm sorry you got so humiliated but maybe you needed it I don't know I don't care. See, you think I care. I don't care. Why? Because I'm trying to attune myself to what's imperative. Because here's the rest of this story, okay? What if somebody's life's at stake and you're the God connection to their world? So we lose a soul because you had to finish the game? Watch this. Gracie doesn't even turn the faucet off. She doesn't even dry her hands. She's got soap running down her arms. She grabs the phone. Calls, says, John. John says, Sister Gracie, Sister Gracie, how did you know to call me? She said, John, are you okay? She said, how did you know to call me? Well, I was washing dishes. I got soap running down my arms. And the Lord stopped me and said, pick up the phone now. Call John i called you you okay she said no i'm not okay sister gracie said i got the phone in one hand and i've got the gun in the other i was just about to pull the trigger sister gracie and kill myself and the phone rang please pray for me how many johns are we gonna let slip through our fingers Before we finally realize that this dwelling thing is more than just getting a miracle or a blessing. It's an entire kingdom trying to move a body into a direction like it's never been before. I am telling you about miracles. See, let let me expose myself to you a little bit as a child. I was raised in a oneness apostolic Jesus name, stomping, go get him church. And in that church, we had a prophet. He used to come to our church. His name was Munoz. He was pure prophet. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't an evangelist. But man, the guy could, he had the word of knowledge like I have never seen in all my life. Never, ever since or before. The man would look at you and he'd say, you got lung problems. Let's see. Uh, that's about an eight-hour surgery. God will give you new lungs. He'd pray for the man. He'd pass out for eight hours. Not eight minutes, not eight seconds, not this fall down, get back up, and get blessed. No, no, no. I'm talking about people that would pass out because they were going into surgery. I was raised with that. Then I tried to preach it amongst everybody, and they looked at me like I was nuts. So I had to taper it down, but I feel safe here. I, really, I don't tell this. Do I tell this story everywhere I go? I do not tell this story everywhere I go because there's just some houses that won't receive this. It'd be like trying to make them eat chitlins and they're from the Midwest. <laughs> it ain't happening. So, But I feel safe here. I, I feel comfortable with you. And I'm glad I do. That's uh, so honorable of you, Bishop, to teach these people to be able to receive different kinds of ministries. And it's incredibly honorable. Incredibly honorable. Yes, sir. So and literally, they would come back with doctor's reports, no cuts in their bodies, new lungs. So that's, I thought every church was like that. I thought, well, when you get prayed for, it, you'll pass out, you'll go into surgery, you'll get a new kidney. I thought, what's well, harder for God, to repair the one you got or just give you a brand new one? I don't know, ask Melchus. What's harder for Jesus to bend down and pick up an ear and put it back on or just give him a brand new one standing there? I don't know. What's harder for Bill Gates to pick up a $100 bill or just keep walking? You agree with me on the money one? What's God trying to do? He's trying to get us to align ourselves with unity. Why? Unity is the ultimate dimension where miracles happen just just like a wave. So the woman says to me, Brother Hernandez, I'm healed. I'm not going for surgery. I, it's like God gave me a new heart. I'm like, wow. What? So I went, when I have experiences like that, I go back to the hotel, first of all, fall on my face, and I'm like, oh God, how's that stuff even happened? This is amazing. I just get wowed by God all the time. I never take this common. Never. So, so I go home and I, I go, okay, God, I'm the kind of guy that when something like that happens, I want to know not how it happened. I want to know how to get more of that to happen. Okay, because if it happened once, it's not a one-time deal. He's not, he's not an overnight God. No, no, no. Once he releases a dimension, that dimension doesn't go back into heaven. That dimension stays waiting for somebody that's intrigued. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Exploration. We're like all Columbuses. With this wide open ship. God says here, I'll introduce the dimension. I want to see how you explore it. That's like, okay, let me let me go to The alignment process. How do you you get to the alignment process? Ephesians talks to us about that. He talks the first principle in chapter 4 of the book of Ephesians. He talks about this alignment. Why? Because alignment releases God to loose fresh anointing. How many of you need fresh anointing today? You need something fresh to come into your spirit. I am telling you, it's already in this room. Okay, so when you align yourself, God's going to start refreshing your spirit. He's going to start refreshing your mind. He's going to start refreshing your soul. And some of you, let me... I got a word for the prayer warriors in this house all the prayer warriors raise your hand if you're a prayer warrior you intercede if you don't know what that means don't raise your hand amen if you're a prayer warrior you know what that means some of you have stopped doing that because of the weariness that has happened in your spirit and it feels like you're not progressing and the Lord said I'm going to refresh that part of your ministry and your prayer today that way when you pray it's not like a war it's more like a rejoicing or a refreshing God I say everybody lift your hands right now let the Lord refresh that container portion of your spirit where you have prayed and felt weary I pray now for your body your mind and your spirit let the restoration of refreshing come back upon those components thereby your prayer being as the voice of war and the voice of a sword that slays the enemy without the cause and the Fact of weariness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh. oh. The devils believe that there is one God, James two nineteen. You believe that they'll do us well. They believe also in tremble. Why do they tremble? They understand if this body not only gets in unity but dwells in it. I'm in trouble. Problem is we visit it. We don't dwell in it. Some people do their Sunday thing and they're done. By Monday you're back to your old statements, habits, issues. And you'll know how great Sunday affected you when you hear what you're talking about Monday when you wake up. The depth of the effect will have an effect on your conversation when you wake up. Some people wake up, they say the same old junk, and get the same old results. You ever wondered about people, ministry team? You pray for them, they seem to get delivered. Three months later, you're praying for the same thing. I always wondered how that could be. I said, God, are you part Indian? you know like an indian giver <laughs> cuz i'm part indian so i thought we were related that way and i said how i know you're not god part indian but c- come on why why are we praying for all these people and then we're having to pray for them again it doesn't make sense to me i mean i like stuff to kind of make sense in a faith way you know it's like okay you pray they get delivered awesome let's move forward let's go on to something bigger and better right why rehearse the same junk over and over for the last 20 years? I said, what's going on here? He said, oh, they're getting delivered. I said, well, so they, you take it away or what? He's like, no, I don't take it away. I said, well, what, what do you do? He said, it's not what I do. He said, it's what they do. He said, meekness is the only way for a seed to be maintained. I've watched people get healed in the service, walk out, and get pain right back in their bodies. And I thought, what happened? The Lord said, "The miracle's still there. It's just the soil isn't maintaining the seed." He said, "Because humility is the only way to maintain the seed." You know, the, he just spoke to me. I think three days ago, uh, we were out visiting a few sites, and the Lord said, "You know, you know what? Uh, what meekness and humility really are?" I said, "What are they?" Because when he starts talking like that, I'm like. Two years, you have them. He said, humility is the fertilizer for the soil to cause the seed to grow automatically. He said, if you'll stay humble, whatever I put in there, it will grow. He said, what happens is so often people get a miracle, they go back out and they don't change anything. And they can't maintain what's in their soil. Because it doesn't have anything to grab onto. I thought, wow. Mm. So, God's loosing divine dimensions in here. Think about something you can change to maintain the dimension that's going home with you today. Because I'm sure you're not perfect, because I'm not. Oh, you are? Okay, I'm sorry. First church I've ever met. Wow, wonderful. This is amazing. Can I stay here for like a year? It's like the first perfect, perfect church, and I've been doing this 27 years. This is astounding. Wait a minute. Let's try that again. I'm not perfect. Are you? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Honesty takes a while sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, because we're not perfect, you know what I do when we start having moves of God? I think about, what, what can I change? What can I change in my vocabulary? Because vocabulary seems to be the only thing that becomes the ultimate decision of what we attract in our houses. So what's your language like at home? You always arguing? Always fighting at your house? Screaming and yelling? Stuff like that. You know, my wife and I have been married 33 years. We've never had a shouting match. And we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Okay? Not at all. <laughs> but I refuse to create an environment that attracts hell. When I can create an environment that attracts heaven. <laughs> now, I know it hurts right now, but remember, you're in surgery. So when you're in surgery, if it's starting to hurt, you start numbing your flesh. You know how to numb your flesh, right? That's called praise. In church, you praise to numb your flesh so you can take more word because that's the knife. Right? Right? So praise is the numbing. That's the anesthesia of the church house. That's why we praise before we preach. Numbs your flesh so you can receive the word. (laughs) So if it's starting to hurt, just start praising. Just start praising because God wants to put more in there. He's doing surgery right now. And God wants to be able to attach stuff to you. Why? It's that entire unity alignment thing that's going on and Ephesians talks about it where he talks about meekness being the entrance gate of that alignment. You cannot get to the dimension of unity without meekness. Meekness is, you know, one man said humility is not thinking less of yourself than others. Humility is not thinking of yourself at all. C.S. Lewis. Watch this thing. Why does Ephesians 4 talk about one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all? Why is it so big in the spirit world? Because hell knows when we get aligned and unity begins to work, it doesn't just work in one facet. It starts working everywhere. So he starts out the chapter with meekness because meekness is the position where, where that anointing that's flowing downward that that the psalmist talked about, dwelling in unity. He said, that's that's the place that you get to. And then he said, it just starts flowing down, and it touches your head, your mindset. Why? Because if God can't get a hold of our minds, he'll never change our identities. If all he ever does is just bless us, bless us, bless us, he'll never get to our identity, and he's trying to change our identity. And so he touches the mind first. That's why they all hits the head first. And then it starts flowing down. It gets down to Aaron's beard. And then what does it touch next? It touches clothing. It touches the skirt. What what is that? That's your identity. That's why doctors have particular robes and McDonald's workers have particular garments. That's their identity. We know they work for McDonald's. And if you see a guy in a blue suit behind the table, you're not going to order from him. You're going to think he's the maintenance guy. You're not ordering that junk food from, I'm sorry, that food from there. and No, no, no. Why? It's identity. God says, I want to get down to where you so align yourself with me, I start affecting your identity. And it starts affecting everything around you. Why? Because if the anointing affects my identity, guess who's not coming over to my house? When hell takes one peek inside, amen, my living quarters, he's like, not there. I see anointing there. I can't touch that. You see, there's something about heaven that is trying to make assignment happen down here on earth. Brother Tom Koppel built a fantastic state-of-the-art building in Orange, California, in, in Southern California. Well... I asked him about this because I'm putting it in a, in a book I'm writing and he said it was fine. He agreed with it. He said, I, "I, that's totally the way I saw it too. I said, okay. I was at my house in the backyard. I wasn't praying. I wasn't fasting. I was just working on a little project and one of them do-it-yourselfers that cost you more than you should have just hired somebody in the first place. Deals, can I get a witness in this house, ladies? Uh-huh. Bless your husband's heart. He sure did try. It's like, honey, just hire somebody next time. <laughs> so I'm back there. I'm trying to restore a spa. You know, a hot tub thing, man. I got it on edge, and I'm working on it. And all of a sudden, I get a visitation. I, it's so profound. Brother Turner, it's walked up behind me. It's like, whoa. I drop to my knees. It's an angel of the Lord. I drop my hammer and my tools. I said, God, what is it, Lord? What do you want? Whatever it is, what do you want? <laughs> and I thought... I I went backtracking. I thought, okay, we weren't arguing at our house. We weren't, you know, showing dirty movies at our house. Hello? Well, you think everybody shuts down from hearing you when you turn that on? Protect your environment for God's sakes. What do you want to show up at your house? I mean, really, what do you want to show up at your house? I mean, you have a little bit of thought process behind this. Okay, if I do this, I know it's gonna open the gate for what you may call it to show up. So we're not doing that because what you may call it ain't showing up, what you call it is. So that angel attaches itself to me, and I'm like, whoa, you're close. So I, I get curious. So I get up, I start walking around, it's following me. I thought, um, hmm, that's interesting. Lord didn't say anything to me. I was trying to figure out, okay, all right, I'll just go with it. Fine. So I get up, I walk around a fruit tree. We had three fruit trees on the side of our house back in California. So I walk around a fruit tree, it follows me. I thought, hmm, that's odd. So I ran around the other fruit tree, it followed me. I thought, this cat's stuck to me. So I ran around the other one. I'm sorry, I'm driving you nuts. <laughs> and I ran around the other tree, and it followed me. I thought, Oh my Lord, it is here. It's not leaving. So I went in the house. I didn't say anything. I just pondered. I went in the house. It followed me. I went into the kitchen. It followed everywhere I went. It followed me. It followed me that day. That night, I woke up. It was still there. It followed me the next day. That day, all day, everywhere I went. In the car, to the store everywhere i thought you know it made me incredibly conscious of heavenly things i thought god what do you have on your mind where's that internet right now where's that internet who's got me on internet who you okay you hear me right now you're sitting inside of a bedroom and you have been tormented amen and it has drawn you into the internet with stuff that you cannot shake off of your spirit but God is literally shaking it off of your spirit he's going to send help to you right now so you throw your hands in the air and you begin to worship God and God is going to deliver you of that crisis of the flesh in the name of the Lord Jesus oh somebody clap your hands give a voice unto the Lord my God I feel something trying to explode upon this congregation Jesus am I going too fast I hope this is all right So through Saturday night, it was there. I woke up Sunday morning, and it was still there the third day. I thought, well, it's going to church with us. Because I I was wondering is it for us? Is it for another situation? I, I don't know. So I got dressed, and we got in the car, and we were headed to Brother Koppel's church. He was in a dilapidated building that was not even they weren't even supposed to be having church in it it was already in that condition where they were going to demolish it Uh, so I said well okay he's coming with us to Brother Couples church so we drove two hours plus we got there got ready to walk in the building I took five steps into the building and it detached itself from me I went uh huh that wasn't for me that's for this church. That angel has been sent to help this man of God. So I didn't say anything. I kept quiet. I went to the pulpit, not within five minutes. Brother couple got to the pulpit. He said, I don't know what just happened in here, but five minutes ago, a huge angel just walked in this building. He said, yeah, and it's been hanging out with me for three days. I thought, uh-huh. So we both were on the same page. Why? Because we were in unity. See, in unity, you start hearing the same stuff. You start seeing the same stuff. It starts connecting dot to dot. It's not like, man, where did he get that word from? No, no, no. Why? Because there's a flow happening in unity. And here's the marvelous part about it. When you get in that dimension, it's hard for the devil to set confusion in the house. It's hard for the devil to set frustration in the house. It's hard for the devil to set depression in your house. Why? It doesn't have access. There's no access because there's only one on the throne and one who sits on the throne and the angels are all around that throne the bite look when you get in unity you are in throne room dimensions when you get in throne room dimensions here's what revelation says about the throne room do you have that revelation scripture that I shot at you it's toward the end. I don't know if you have it or not. But it talks about, there it is. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the what? Throne. So there are many angels around the throne. The beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times what? 10,000 and thousands of thousands. That's not even counting that. Just the 10,000 times 10,000. That's 100 million. That's 100 million. So when I get in throne room connection, <laughs> I am hanging out with minimum 100 million angels. It says it. I'm not dreaming this up. It's there. When I get around the... Th- I'm hanging out with hundred. Mil- what devil? In his right mind or wrong mind... He's going to try to attack me at that point. That's why the writer said, and the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them who fear him and delivereth them. Why? Because there's no greater deliverance than when you're hanging out around his throne. You have to create an environment for that. You have to create an environment for that. You have to create an environment for that. God's going to deliver some of you today. He's going to deliver your family environments today. He's got that. God won't embarrass you today. He won't call you out to embarrass you. He never does that. God's got a lot more class than that. He'll call you out to identify something that he'll bless you amen there may be requirements for it but nevertheless in the end it won't embarrass you praise the lord so don't ever be afraid of prophecy when somebody's flown in unity it will not embarrass you if it starts embarrassing mark it down it's divination pride got mixed in divination is when pride gets mixed into a move of the spirit because both spirits start trying to mesh inside each other because angels and demons operate on the same plane So I told him after church, I, mean, I looked over at Sarah Copple, and Sarah Copple's old Pentecost. I mean, she comes from a long line of old, and, and to move one of them, you are having a move of God. No offense. I, mean, I love them. They're great. But they don't move quick. You know what I mean? Because they've had so many generations of church. It takes, a, it takes rocket science plus, plus, plus a move of God to move them. It's like, ah, I heard that before and stuff like that. But God was just there. I mean, I turned over and looked. Said, said something to Sarah and the Holy Ghost. She fell off the organ bench on the floor. I thought, my God, we are having a move of God. Son. I thought, what is going on? Well, unbeknownst to me, they were leaving that facility to start a brand new church building project. They aren't in that. They've been in it for years now because this happened years ago. And I thought, God, that was amazing. He said, oh, you're just starting. He said, there's so many more things I want to connect to my body. I thought, wow, I'll say that backwards, wow, <laughs> I thought this, see, this isn't boring, you tap into this, Isaiah said it's a kingdom without limits, I see a kingdom Espanol. in Spanish it says a kingdom without limits, sin límite. I thought so how high does this go how wide does this actually go how deep does this actually if you're bored with god it's because you're issue bound he's not doing your stuff if you're bored with god you're not exploring god you're exploring what he can do you can't get bored with god Why? Because there are unparalleled dimensions exposed already, been released inside of our atmosphere. And God's just waiting for us to condition our surroundings so he can attach that stuff to us. You ever hear the the story of Sister Shana Moss? Sister Shana Moss is the wife of Brother Anthony Moss who pastors a church where Brother Billy Cole used to pastor in Charleston, West Virginia. Shalamasu was a 12 year old girl just got the Holy Ghost her parents didn't have the Holy Ghost she went home one night after service her mom was home her dad hadn't come home from late work and so she said baby I gotta go get some milk across the street so she went door closed she heard the door open and she said mom no voice, just footsteps. She said, mom, is that you? She said, all of a sudden I looked up and there was a tall gentleman dressed in a nice suit with a top hat and looked at me very evil. She said, I realized, wow, that's no friend here. She said, I was just claiming Jesus in Jesus' name. It was a demon. And it walked by a room. Now remember her parents were not in the church at the time. He walked over to their bedroom, stood by the bed and stood there well, she stared and kind of put her head down a little bit and prayed in Jesus' name. Dear. Then she heard the door open within a few minutes. She said, Mom. She said, yeah, baby, I'm here. Why, you okay? She said, yeah. She said, I'm okay. She said, I looked over to the bedroom, and the, the bean was gone, it disappeared. That's how she knew. No regular human being there. So she comes down the hall. She says, are you okay, baby? She says, I'm okay, Mom. She said, within about five, ten more minutes, the husband came home. She said, I watched with my eyes as my dad and my mom came and stood at that very spot where that demon disappeared and had the worst argument I'd ever seen them have in my life. I thought, wow, huh, How interesting. So a few years later, I'm telling the story in a completely different state. As I'm telling the story, a woman starts screaming, falls out in the chair, weeping before God, repenting. She comes to me later. She says, oh, my God, Brother Hernandez. She said, my husband and I have been arguing over the last three months. She said, and I saw that same spirit dressed the same way you described it. Walking through my house. She said, it stops today. Lift your hands for a moment. There's something that just swept in here right now. Revelation is in this house. Lord, I know that there's not a devil behind every tree, but God, I also know that we create environments that make invitations. So I'm praying right now, Lord, the things that have caused conflict in homes, things that have caused stress in houses, conversations by reason of circumstances that have triggered tongues, oh God, that did not necessarily mean to get involved Lord wrapped up in things of that nature I pray now in this in this environment Lord that you swipe clean right now things Lord that have tried to curtail or disturb or turn the attention God the wrong direction I pray by the authority of the word of God Lord every influence of hell every influence of this world every influence of flesh Lord that would try, Lord God, to distract or cause a turning or a shadow of turning to happen. I pray now be eradicated by revelation and by reason of impartation of your spirit upon all flesh. I pray in the Holy Ghost, be thou loosed. Somebody clap your hands and shout under God. Receive a loosing. Receive a liberty. Receive a lever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody shout unto the Lord. Give a praise. Say your Lord with all lowliness Ephesians 4.2 and meekness with long suffering for bearing one another in love I'll tell you why unity is accessed by lowliness and meekness because lowliness and meekness and humility they all kind of run hand in hand it's the hiding place Of the church. Let me explain that. Lowliness, meekness, and humility are the hiding place. Why? Hell operates in pride. Amen? Heaven operates in humility. (laughs) That's why the Bible says that he humbled himself. How much? Jesus, right? humbled himself unto what? Under the death of the cross. And then another scripture said, which always perplexed me, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified our Lord. I thought, well, how could they not know? I mean, I read through the gospels and he's saying it out loud. How could they not know? They're following him everywhere he's going, trying to find an end. They can't get in. Because the Bible says that when he left in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, and he went in the power of the Spirit after he was tempted of the devil 40 days, it said it left him for a season, right? As far as I can find, you're the doctor here, I'm not, but as far as I can tell, he didn't attack him one time. He had to use the next dimension down, flesh. He didn't, you're thinking, I know, he didn't attack him spirit to spirit. So that means he left him alone for three years. Imagine being able to function as a church without hell's attack for three years. I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I thought, I want to go there. And it ain't Honolulu. I want to go there. I want to get to the place where hell can't even see me. I thought, okay, the only configuration I could put together was that humility is the hiding place of the church because had the princes known, they would not have crucified our Lord. I thought, that's it. That's why he tries to get us to be proud. Tries to trigger a pride accord. Why? Because if we have pride, we become visible. If we walk in humility, we're invisible. I thought, oh God, this is that place. You're trying to get the church. Why? To die daily. Why? It makes you invisible. Repentance. Causes you to get into the vein of invisibility because repentance kicks out pride. Repentance kicks out selfishness. Repentance kicks out self-indulgence. Repentance kicks out the lust of the flesh. Repentance kicks out the lust of the eyes. Repentance kicks out the pride of life. Think about it. Repentance isn't just so you can ask God to forgive you what you did wrong. Paul did it every day. Did he sin every night? Of course not. Right? So why did Paul say, I die daily? Because there's more than just repenting to get your sins forgiven. Repentance opens the heavens. Read Mark chapter 1 where Jesus was consumed of John in his baptism, right? He was baptized of John. John's baptism was the baptism of repentance. Now that you know the answer, say it. (laughs) Amen. John's baptism is the baptism of repentance. Jesus gets baptized. He doesn't need to repent. He has no sin. He gets baptized in repentance. As soon as he comes out, immediately the heavens open. I thought, wait, the heavens hadn't opened since Genesis in the garden before they sinned. They were closed ever since then. And I thought, wow. So the first time you get access to the heavens is when you get consumed in repentance. That's why Paul died daily. Why? It's access to the heavenlies. Think about it. Think about how Pentecostals think. If I come in here and I start praying and I say, God, forgive me. What do you think? He's trying to access heaven or what did he do wrong? That proves we've learned the limited entrance gate of repentance. There's a whole lot more than just getting your sins forgiven. It's an access point. Why? Because it does two things. It causes us to humble ourselves and it causes him to give us access. I thought, "Oh my God, have mercy on my soul! I am fixing to gain some serious access here, <laughs> devil. I'll see you, but you won't see me. <laughs> I am about to disappear here." <laughs> a friend of mine, a prophet, uh, he pastors, tries to, and and he he went into a church. He said, there were demons sitting out along the ledge. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, well, the pastor asked me to come to help him. And so I walked in and I said, I saw all these. I thought, I said, in Jesus' name. He said, all of them left except one. He said, I actually looked at him and said, you leave in Jesus' name. He started to get up and I started to rejoice and he sat back down. And I thought, I said, in Jesus' name, you leave. He started to get up. I started to get excited. He sat back down. I thought, you rotten, no good for nothing, devil. You get out of here right now in Jesus' name. And he just looked at him. And then he said, then it hit me. He said, I'm taking credit for this. Pride. He said, man, I hit my knees. I started weeping. He said, I don't know when it left, but two hours later, when I got up, it was gone. I thought, hmm, I wonder what would happen to us if we would make a life of repenting. I just had this charismatic woman tell a dear friend of my new pastor, she said, you don't need to do all that stuff. You repent once, that's it. He said, you mean you've never repented again? She said, I don't need to. He said, you mean you don't, you've never had sin in your life since then? She said, nope. According to John's writing, she's a liar. Yeah, exactly. That's what John said. I didn't say that. John said that. If a man say he hath not sinned, he is a, <laughs> John said that. My like, God, why? It's not the principle of, well, what did I do wrong? No, you missed the point. That's, not, that's how you come in. Once you get in, it's an access point. And see, the devil wants to keep it the other way. That way we don't get access to the heavenlies. Mm. Man, something just moved in here so beautiful. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. And just thank him because liberty's coming to your house. Thank him because a covering, a fresh covering's coming to your house. Thank him because the attacks you had before you shall have no more. I want you to thank him because the stuff the enemy had raised his head to do and that he had planned for you from this point forward because he had been aggressively pursuing things against you are not going to be accessible. <inaudible> Oh, Brother Turner, you're stepping into multiplication. Multiplication's written all over you, man. My God, in the name of Jesus Christ, just worship Him for a moment. There is prophetical movement right now happening in this place. Amen. What the Lord asked you for is coming upon you right now. And God is causing a fresh, amen, voice to, to come upon you that your voice has an effect like it has not had before. But shall now begin to have a cause and effect. For you thought you were not noticed. But I have noticed you in your prayer time. I have noticed you in your closet. And now they shall notice you because they shall notice me, saith the Lord. <laughs> okay let's go here Psalm 16 everybody knows that old scripture weeping may endure for a night but... But joy cometh. I mean, they got songs about it. There's one cat went to the extension of that song and then started saying money cometh. Like, what's wrong with him? Like, when you got joy, who needs money? If you really have joy. I mean, we need money, I know. Love of it destroys everything. But having it answers everything. Another day. Psalm 1611. That will show me the path of life. We all know this part. In thy presence is fullness of. Look at that. In thy presence is fullness of. That's a semicolon. That's not a period. There's a pause. Why? What's joy? Joy is when God answers your prayer. Joy is when you were suffering from crippling arthritis and instantly your hands go straight forward. And now you can walk and your S spine that was curved straightens out overnight and you wake up like the lady at Brother Shoe makes sure to woke up with a straight spine overnight. Legs stretched out, jaw straightened out, hips straightened out. Woke up. She said, man, I'm in pain. I didn't sleep good last night at all. I heard a bunch of pops. Honey, would you rub my back? I got to go to work. So he started trying to rub her back the old S way. And he went, "What? what? 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 Threw her shirt up said, honey, honey. Said, what? Said, your spine, it's gone straight. After 34 years of being a scoliosis Pentecostal. That's when joy comes. You think they had joy that day? <laughs> and 10 women that couldn't have babies, the Lord said, speak to them. Spoke to them over different periods of time. God allowed them to have babies. You think they got happy? One couple called back said, here, let me introduce you to our three babies. <laughs> Pastor said, bro, you got to stop prayer. I said, no, that's up to them. <laughs> So I don't do that part <laughs> three babies later they're rejoicing they got joy right <laughs> it's great isn't it great that guy he, he come to church from a gangbang gang bang background and God saves him and gets shot back in the world and has a bullet lodged in his chest Right, comes to church have service God heals him goes to the doctor doctor looks at him he says I don't, I don't understand he said what? he said it's not bothering me I can't find the cancer he said what's bothering me is I can't find the bullet and I can't find the hole <laughs> John Shoemake's church nine week revival 250 documented miracles 100 people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in nine weeks just a God thing. Never preached there before in my life. I was supposed to preach one service. God just blew it up. I'm like, wow, that's joy, right? But I I looked at that scripture. I thought, wait, that's not the end of the scripture. It's a pause. Almost like God saying, okay, I did what you want. Would you hang out with me a little longer so I can do what I want? Because the rest of it says, "At His right hand, diestra, es la palabra." Kingdom atmosphere Are pleasures. Listen to what's attached to this. Joy isn't attached to evermore. Pleasure is. He says there are pleasures. What forever. More. He says, when I start distributing what's on my mind, it has eternal value in it. It's not just going to bless you. It's not just going to heal you. It's not just going to give you supply. It's not just going to bless your finances. It's not just going to bless your family. It's not just going to give you a good life. It's not just going to make you upright. It's not just going to uphold you. It's not just going to help you. It's not just going to give you hope. It's not just going to give you uplifting. It's not just going to give you joy. It's not just going to give you strength. It's not just going to give you power. What I'm about to loose upon you has an eternal attachment to it. It's something that's going to help you now. Now, and it's something that's going to help you forever in other words I'm putting you in a position now that you've gotten what you want now I'm going to draw you close because I'm about to loose inside of you what I've got that's got some eternal value marked on it and I'm going to invest it right inside your dimension your world, your soul your God, that's why that's why the old timers would hang out They couldn't explain it. They couldn't put their finger on it. They called it the glory of God. But they couldn't leave. It's like they wanted to stay and stay and stay because something in the atmosphere. And I thought, God, what is it in the atmosphere? Because we live in such a knowledge need to know Google.com basis era today. So God, what is it? What is it? And when I read that scripture and God stopped me, He arrested me and He said, Now let me talk to you a little while about what I do in those times. He said, That's the place where you stop asking me for earthly things and I start imparting heavenly things. I, I thought, God, oh God, oh God, help me to facilitate. Help me to facilitate, God, arenas where you began to so i started i don't know i it was back in maryland camp i can't remember how long ago that was 15 years ago i didn't even know what i was doing not that i know what i'm doing now but it's i have a little clearer understanding but back then i i didn't even know what i was doing i would feel divine movements happening i thought god we got to stay here what can i say what can i do what action can i put into motion because billy cole always taught me put something into action to cause the people to respond And, and you'll keep them in so I thought, I got to think of a million things here because we got to stay a while. And people have a, a seven minute or less retention span in the spirit. The average altar call before people open their eyes and start looking around is seven minutes. You know what I found out, according to psychology and psychiatrists? So my pastor does all that counseling stuff. He likes to counsel. I'm like, bro, I got to pray for you. Who in the world likes to counsel? God, have mercy on your soul. I'm sorry. I hope you don't, Bishop. (laughs) But man, counseling? Jesus, rapture me quick. They're coming. (laughs) I don't do, I don't like counseling, man. It's like, what is that? So I found out that in marriage counseling, The retention rate of a conversation is seven minutes. I just found this out a couple of weeks ago. I thought, oh my Lord, they're both relational. Our relationship at the altar is seven minutes deep on average. I thought, no wonder nothing's attaching itself to us. We're not staying long enough for anything to attach itself. Oh, God, that's why. Because we leave the pause dimension. We get our joy. We go home. Nothing wrong with that. God loves us. He blesses us. He'll continue to bless us. But I see a Christ saying, wait, before you leave, I did what you wanted. Now, would you hang out a little bit? There's more I had on my mind. Instead of you going back to your house and watching that two-hour video that you already rented. And getting entertained. So would you hang out with me? There's some stuff I'll put into you that's going to outlive your current trial, that will outlast your current financial deficit, that will outsupply your current deficiency in the red. I have it here, and I'm ready to give it to you. I just need a little bit of time to invest it. And if you'll give me that time, God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. If you give me that time god's about to reach into several generations all at once and he's about to stretch from this location to the north and touch soul chambers that you have not been able to get to and the prayers that you have prayed unto me I have heard and now I am causing extensions to be like hands that reach into compartments that you have not been able to successfully reach into and I the Lord have already broken down those barriers and I shall reach behind those walls and touch those hearts that you have brought before my attention I have heard your prayer and now I have come to make a supply for the answer of them to begin to now trickle forth saith the Lord and I will cause joy in that portion of your prayer to come because I I know what you have asked, and I am going to do exceeding abundantly above what you have asked or even thought. <clears throat> you know what I think we need to do right now? Just entertain something, would you? Lift your hands right now, would you? Lift your voice right now, would you? Lift your spirit right now, would you? Oh. Oh, lift your voice with that. Lift your voice with that. Lift your voice with that. That's all right. Let that go. Let that go. Let that go. Healing sweeping over your emotions. It's not a physical thing. God's reaching right into the root system of where it's hurt the most. And ne roos, nilimodo nanama like streams of healing, streams of virtue, streams of strength, streams of health. Si Robo, Seno, Lodo, no mo ye can naya, na, 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 just touch somebody by you either take their hand or put your hand on their shoulder just touch somebody by you and transmit what's going on in the Holy Ghost right now inside of the spirit chamber that's moving among us in God in the Mm the Lord, further from the seat of your throne, God, to the seat of our souls, that healing, virtue, strength, power, help, hope. Shariya karana marre kario yala na shari koro nomadon ne yana na na koro korolo nomoshi aron nomololo aron nomoshi Romo Romoromo Momo se Ananana Marahataka La Barahataka Ramahaya. Mm, mmm, mmm, mm, mmm, 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 mmm. Haranama rekoda. Some of you will get healed just by reason of what's touching your soul outward. Some of you will get healed just by reason of what's flowing through your spiritual bosom, touching literally the physical frame. According to the virtue that's carried inside the spirit that's moving inside of the spiritual womb of this church. Let your divine providence, oh God, loose God out of your divine throne, Jesus. I want you to loose the peace of God that passeth all understanding on your neighbor right now. Somebody maybe you don't live with even. Put your hand on them and just... According to the Scripture, loose the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Those of you that have had nerve issues, let the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Those of you that have had sleep issues, let the peace of God that passeth all understanding begin to touch your night season. Those of you that have had a worry issues, let the peace of God that passeth all understanding now affect your mind, affect your sheborone kriishande I eat to a sata ye can le coro or roto ye corona mamma lai there comes a wind right there that's the wind of the presence of the Lord let that wind the wind of the spirit that is the treasure house of the Lord opening the treasure chest of the Lord where the wind of the Lord the literal spirit of God begins to loose treasures upon your personal state that's okay give yourself to that allow the lord to sweep over you with that gentle blow and that gentle flow just like he breathed into adam's nostrils let him breathe that dimension into your world right there right now mara cara na marra hasana na male duro mara si adememos surya corre voro lo donomos sari duro re na mala mala Just entertain that for a little while longer. It's reaching into root systems. It's reaching into several generations backward and forward and the fear that some of you have had of affecting your children with stuff that you dealt with is disconnecting itself right now and God is removing that as a concern out of your human spirit because His Holy Spirit is loosing another dimension upon this generation because you're not accountable for what you've already repented for and put your life in a different direction toward and the curse of condemnation that has been in your subconscious is being dealt with by the breath of the Lord that's healing that sector of your mind with a where the wholeness of the Lord is Come upon you, kosha yoko kore kore kusori kada mahataonde kore kana ma raya bo 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 so bo bo ho nene kuriki nimi hindo toro hate sei bourone ma ai laria koro tai ka ya atosunde ba Nanne ma ranne Surya para ale Thus saith the Lord I have watched you soar into the dimensions where my spirit would move upon you but you could only reach certain heights and it appeared that you could not reach above that for your wings were clipped as the eagle who would be in repair, would settle in the nest only to know, only to a certain height will we be able to reach. There have you functioned and done well. But I have given you new wings today. These wings are not clipped. Because I have tested you to see how you would trust me, and I have seen that you would be faithful. I will restore your wings to heights unknown to you. For I, the Lord your God, have allowed the clipping for the purpose of protection. But now that I release dimensions as I have. You will need the wings I am giving you this day to fly into places that are not known to you. And just as I guided you and led you where you have been, I will guide you into territory unknown so you may lead others. So I say fear not for fear had begun to try to trickle and attack many of you in this house. But I have eradicated fear and I have clipped fear's wings where it cannot fly. That where you fly fear cannot come. Therefore I say spread the wings I have put in your spirit. And watch what I will do among you saith the Lord of hosts. judge the prophecy if you deem it as from the lord then lift your voice and receive it as such in the name of the lord I want you to stand all over this building, step out of your pew and just go find somebody you don't normally sit with. Gather yourselves in groups of maybe two or three or four, whatever's convenient. And I want you to pray one for another and ask the Lord to give them the wisdom and the strength to maintain what has attached itself to them, that they would diligently pursue what God has impressed upon their minds and hearts and souls and that God would build a hedge round about them to give them time to develop what has come to them in the Holy Ghost. If you can't remember all that just pray God put a hedge round about them to protect what he's given them so they can build it up in their most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost would you do that now extend your hands and touch somebody outside of your common circle and pray in the name of Lekarraha. all over this building from the front to the back from side to side that's it pray pray something has happened in this place I believe will never again be the same something has been dispersed in this house in Lithia Springs at Atlanta West, oh God.